it's an incredibly multidimensional community. Um, it's a very com complex community, um, and it's a powerful community. There's over over 60 million Hispanics living in the U.S. right now. Mm. That is, that's 19 percent of the yeah. U.S. Um, the U.S. population. Oh, wow. um, 80 percent of the population growth um, in the U.S. over the next 20 years will be driven by the Hispanic population. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. We'd also like to thank TechCXO for its sponsorship of this podcast. Get proven hands-on C-suite executives to take on an interim role and provide fractional help in lead projects. TechCXO on-demand executive model consistently delivers time and cost savings of 50 to 75% compared to a full-time in-house function. They have helped their clients secure over $4 billion in debt and equity financing and have advised clients on over 200 transactions, including due diligence preparation, M&A, and financing alternatives. To learn more, please visit their website at techcxo.com. Hi, and welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. My name's Adam, and I'm joined with my co-host, Chloe. And today, we're joined with the founder and CEO of Sarah Mar Group, Ms. Sarah Marski. Sarah has led award-winning Hispanic marketing campaigns and social impact initiatives during her time on the multicultural marketing team at the Coca-Cola company and has translated that same love and passion for reaching diverse communities by founding Sarah Mar, a consulting firm that connects brands in the U.S. Hispanic market through purpose-driven marketing solutions. Sarah, welcome to the podcast today. Welcome, Sarah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Adam. Thank you so much, Chloe. It is awesome to be here with both of you. Well, we, uh, you know, Adam was sharing with me all the incredible things that you've been doing. And I was like, we'd love to have you on the show. And I mean, I'd love to just start by you telling us how you got started and what what inspired you to start Sarah Mar Group. Sure. Um, well, I think that story starts a long time ago. Um, you know, I was raised with a global perspective focused on giving to others, uh, grounding and serving others. Um, so I have always had a love and a passion for Hispanic cultures and the Hispanic and the Spanish language. And that's something that's been cultivated throughout my whole life. Um, I, you know, I had the opportunity, not many people had this opportunity, but in my school system in North Carolina, we had Spanish literally since I was in preschool. Um, oh, wow. So, wow. You know, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I had Spanish in preschool, in kindergarten, in elementary school, high school, you know, always loved it. Um, and, you know, my mom also, she worked for the YMCA, which many people don't know is a global organization. And mm. so whenever I was young, she actually traveled across Latin America to different YMCAs and just brought back that global perspective into the home, um, mm. you know, which I was really inspired by. And so in college, I double majored in international studies in Spanish. And then 
um, was blessed with the opportunity to um, live abroad, um, you know, volunteering actually through the YMCA in Costa Rica. Um, mm -hmm. I also had the opportunity to live in Spain and study there at the University of Salamanca. And so have always had just a deep love and passion for multiple languages, multiple mm -hmm. cultures. And that is something that's been really at the heart of my career and who I am as a person. So you'll see that um, it, Saramar, Saramar Group really encompasses those two things. Um, it's that passion for culture um, and connection combined with that spirit of giving back and serving. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so that's really um, what drove me to, to start the business. Um, and the vision really is to work with change agents around the globe to do business with a higher purpose. Um, I'm a really that. big believer. I'm a big believer in doing business with a higher purpose where we not only generate profit and growth for our businesses, but we generate a larger social impact as well. I love that. I love That's that. Awesome. I mean, there, that is oftentimes, I think, something that people think in the back of their minds. But when you lead mm -hmm. with your values and lead with doing good, there's so yeah. much to be to be made. There's you can still make money and do good. And that is, mm -hmm. I think, the best kind of work. Absolutely. Yes. Um, there's a business case for it, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, speaking of that, so what would you say the overall mission for the Saramar Group is? And and what type of companies are you uh, working with and how are you helping them become kind of more effective in their marketing uh, strategies and relationship building, especially as it pertains to the Hispanic and Latino markets? Absolutely. Um, so kind of uh, continuing the along those similar veins, our mission at Saramar Group is really to help our clients and the brands we work with unleash the power of purpose, putting mm. impact at the center of brand engagement with um, diverse audiences. And so we really specialize in creating meaningful connection between brands and U.S. Hispanic audiences. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we work with um, mid-market to Fortune 500 companies to help them capture the growing Hispanic opportunity. You know, as you know, growing in population numbers, mm -hmm. growing in educational advancement, growing in small business ownership, growing in home ownership. There's no area <laughs> of non-growth. Yes. So, um, we, right. We really help um, uh, our clients uh, understand and um, and connect with the community in a meaningful way. Um, and we do that really in, in four different kind of core service areas or solutions. One starting with Hispanic insights and consumer research, um, supporting um, mm -hmm. with the knowledge and the insights of the community so that there is an authentic and meaningful connection that really resonates with the community. Mm -hmm. um, we support um, with the development of comprehensive engagement strategies. So helping define what are the pathways um, that a brand or a business needs to take to build that connection with the community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then thirdly, and this is really also what sets us apart, is developing curated um, brand programs and experiences that are going to build a community around your brand among the Hispanic audience that are going to build that brand affinity and that are going to drive social impact as well. So um, some examples of experiences like that or programs like that could be small business empowerment programs, mm -hmm. Hispanic youth education programs, or um, Latina empowerment programs, things like yeah. that. 
that allow you to, that sets your brand apart in the heart and mind of the consumer and allow you to build that community with the Hispanic market around your brand. Um, And then finally, the final service area is really about culturally relevant storytelling. Mm. So crafting that story of your brand purpose in a way that resonates with our Hispanic community. And so all of these solutions are really designed to help the clients that we serve um, not only drive their business growth, but also create that larger social impact in the community as well. Yeah, that is great. That is wonderful. So real quick, I heard you use a very interesting term when you opened up on that question and you said U.S. Hispanic markets. Mm. Uh, That is fascinating to me. So talk to us a little bit about what does that mean and where is that division Right. Because we talk about it. And I know when I talk to small businesses, we're always talking about, well, think about a global, you know, strategy, that type of thing. But that was a very specific right. market. And talk to us about why we have to be careful. A Hispanic market is just not a Hispanic market in Toto. Yeah. Right. So talk to us a little bit about that. I think that was very fascinating. I'd love to key in on that. Absolutely. So, um, as you know, um, so, so yes, it is focused on the U.S. Hispanic um, audiences uh, living here in the U.S. Not quite Latin America yet, but one day, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> always one day. Always. Right. Yes, we always grow. <laughs> yes. That's the vision to work globally one day. But, yes. you know, um, you know, starting really with the niche focus on the U.S. Hispanic market, obviously, that's where my experience has lied in my career. Prior to starting Saramar Group, I worked for, as you mentioned, the Coca-Cola company and the multicultural marketing team there, um, focusing on campaigns, connecting with Hispanic audiences across the U.S. Also, before that, working for the Latin American Association, which is a nonprofit Um mm-hmm. Uh, focused on giving back and serving our Latino community in the metro Atlanta area. So really wanted to parlay that experience um, into helping brands um, connect with this community that I am so passionate about. Yeah. And, right, right. Um, and as you know, as you mentioned, Adam, yes, it's an incredibly multidimensional community. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, it's a very com- complex community um, and it's a powerful community. There's over, over 60 million Hispanics living in the U.S. right now. Mm. That is, that's 19% of the, yeah. US, um, the U.S. population. Oh, wow. Um, and, and growing, right? Growing, yeah. exactly. 80% yes. of 80% of the population growth um, in the U.S. over the next 20 years will be driven by the Hispanic population. That wow. is incredible. So, I mean, I mean, just hearing these statistics, it's like companies who are not thinking about, you know, right. consumers in the Hispanic market need to be or they will be left behind. Right. Exactly right. Exactly right. And to add to that, it's a very young population as well. Mm. Right. The median age oh. of the population is 29. And did you know that? 20, yeah. And 25% of people under the age of 18 are Hispanic. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> wow. So, so you're right. Huh. That's where the growth is coming from. And it yeah. is important. It is critical um, for companies to, to connect with this community, to incorporate and integrate outreach and marketing and inclusive initiatives as a core component mm-hmm. of the business strategy. Because yeah. it's not, you you know, it's a concern. Um, you're, right. <laughs> you're not yeah. going to be able to evolve with the marketplace and, and continue to grow your business without connecting in a deep and, and meaningful way with this consumer. Yes. Um, Speaking of deep and meaningful, you know, oftentimes I see companies, you know, just have these blanket marketing approaches. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then, so they say, oh, this is going to work with everyone. Can you share with us, you know, how important it is to really be able to, to be authentic and to be, um, cognizant and to also be sensitive to different cultures and to make sure that you're providing content and messaging that resonates with them? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, and we've seen, we've seen some mistakes in this space, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, I bet you have. I'm sure I'd you like have. like to hear some of those too, because we can learn from that as well. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely can learn from that, but, but it is so true. It is important um, to really um, be meaningful, to be intentional, to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, with, um, with your outreach efforts to the community um, and to really connect, um, you know, from a values perspective, from, mm-hmm. you know, um, a passion points perspective, from a um, under, deep understanding of um, mm-hmm. interests and attitudes and behavior. Right, and, right. And really, you know, the causes and the issues that the community cares about. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. number one rule um, when you're thinking about, okay, how are we going to connect with Hispanic audiences is to start with those insights. Yeah. Is to, is to mm-hmm. start with your consumer um, and to really get that deep understanding of the consumer um, to so that you can inform your strategies in the way that is authentic so that you yeah. can create, craft messaging in a way that resonates. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and there's sort of five areas where um, I believe that co- kind of five steps that I believe companies can take to um, to do this. Um, okay. Number, number okay. one, it is it is starting with those insights and you know investing in that piece. <laughs> mm, I think that's mm-hmm. critical. That is so <laughs> critical. Investing in that data so that you can make informed decisions. Exactly. That's that's critical. Investing in 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 the research and the insights so that you so that you can create those campaigns that resonate. And then secondly, right. um, to incorporate and involve your target audience in your marketing process in your creative process. Right. That, that to me is key. Mm-hmm. And that to me is special. Um, so for example, if you are looking at, if teens are one of the, right. uh, one of the target markets, one of your, mm-hmm. yes, one of your right. target markets, well, it's a good idea to create a teen board or a teen advisory council so that mm-hmm. you can get their perspectives and you can interface with them on a regular basis, get input, et cetera, um, to, you know, inform your strategy. Yes. Um, and I think that's a really interesting thing. And then another thing too is, you know, in your companies, there's resources inside of your companies that help you maintain and ensure your authenticity as well. Um, as you, I'm sure you're all familiar with our business resource groups, um, right. you know, our Hispanic business resource groups are a great internal resource that companies can tap into to provide insights, to provide guidance, mm-hmm. to pro- provide some subject matter expertise as well. Um, go ahead, Chloe. I was just, you know, I was having a conversation today yeah. about mm-hmm. how important business, you know, networking groups, employee groups are. And someone was right. saying, well, I think they're, you know, trying to come some companies are trying to move away from it because now, mm-hmm. because there's an exclusion component since there's just, you know, they're just for these groups. And I was like, what? I, I mean, I was just, I, I, I found it silly that we were arguing about this, yeah. but yeah. I just, I, I think it's so important that you have those groups just so that they have connectivity within the organizations. Oh, yeah. it, it's critical, but I think the 
other, if I was part of that conversation you were having earlier, I would have pointed out, I think it's also a message from tone to the top, right? right? So if you don't have C-level sponsorship on the BRG, then nobody's going to find the BRG to be important. They're going to be just this kind of nice to have social club uh, that you have inside your own organization. Mm -hmm. I know where I've seen BRGs be super successful. You have a C-suite sponsor who was like, this is my BRG and Mm -hmm. I'm going to help promote it. And their goals and their bonus, hello, is tied (laughs) to that BRG and the success thereof. So, you know, I, I, I think it's very important. So I'm going to venture a guess that there was probably, there's probably like, no CRA component with that other group you were talking about or anything yeah. like that, because if there yeah. was, they would see the criticality behind having a, a functioning BRG. So let me, for, for our listeners, BRG, Business Resource Group. Right. And then, and then what was the other acronym that we threw out just then? The uh, CRA. CRA. Uh, yeah, Community Reinvestment Act. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Chloe and I are going to put together a whole dictionary for everybody that we'll put online <laughs> so you can go back and define yes, uh, CSR, yes, right? Yes, right. Yes, yes, CSR. So, yes. Community I'm, sustainability. <laughs> Reporting yes. is that Reporting, one. yes. Right. So we want to make sure that we, everyone is not, uh, these acronyms don't go over everyone's head. Um, but but this this is so perfect because, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in the BRGs as well. And mm-hmm. um, it leads into the kind of the fourth point, um, which was to ensure that you have um, your workforce representing the communities mm-hmm. that you're serving. Mm-hmm. And I think BRGs play a critical role in that. Um, you know, you know, I, some of the strategies at my time, you know, I was on the leadership board of the BRG of the Hispanic leadership BRG at Coca-Cola. And, you know, some of our strategic initiatives were, how are we developing our Hispanic employees as a workforce? How are we recruiting um, more, um, you know, Hispanic employees? And then how are we connecting with the community in a relevant and deep way? So I think that they can play a really great role. And that fourth point of ensuring that your workforce reflects the community that you're serving. And then finally, um, as you're talking about how we're ensuring that authenticity and ensuring that we don't kind of have any faux pas or mistakes is to test your messaging. Um, Yes. (laughs) With, with your, with your um, target audience um, and to make sure that um, you have eyes on it. Um, right. And at all times vet it before you go live into market. So there's a lot of different um, steps along the process that companies and brands can take to ensure that it is infused with the insights and the perspectives yes. um, and the guidance of the target audience. Right. Right. So critical. So critical. Yeah. And I love that first point you made um, about investing in the data to gain insights, right? Mm-hmm. So let's 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 go back to that for just a second because I know our audience and I know they were doing what I was doing and they were taking notes. They're writing down the five points along with me, okay. but they're sitting there going, man, that sounds great. Investing in the data, but I'm a small business. I'm a startup. Right. I don't have the marketing money to go and buy this mm-hmm. data. So what are some alternatives that our audience can use uh, mm-hmm. to go find that data? I mean, because it is, it's critical. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of great resources that um, are research firms that publish okay. reports um, that ah. are phenomenal. Okay. Um, to name a few, Nielsen, Claritas, Ethnofacts, okay. um, Think Now. Mm-hmm. Um, I tap into their data all the time and, you know, I, I'm on their, uh, email distribution list. They're always sending reports. I'm like, this is so exciting. That's awesome. So- <laughs> That's great. That is awesome. 
So there's a lot of free resources out there. There's a okay. lot of organizations actually in the, the Hispanic space that are actually gathering data and publishing free reports as well. Uh, fascinating. Um, yeah. So so that's fantastic. And and so there's some some macro level insights um, that are out there available um, at no cost. Um, mm-hmm. but of course, you always want to talk to your consumer. So, you know, now that we have Zoom, I think the barriers to entry um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's very are, true. A lot, are a lot lower, right? When yep. it comes to, to kind of putting focus groups together or yeah. interviews mm-hmm. or what have you and just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, kind of building with a snowball effect. Like you can make some some lower investments and say, okay, we'll give you a hundred dollar gift card to support our, um, you know, Zoom uh, focus group and have 10 right. people mm-hmm. on the focus group. And then maybe they recommend other people. And so it doesn't have to be so heavy of an investment to start getting that insight. Like many focus groups on Zoom um, and start kind of gathering data that way. So those will be two two things I would recommend. Oh, I love those. Those are great suggestions. Yeah, that's awesome. That is a wonderful suggestion, especially, you know, companies who are, mm-hmm. you know, just initially trying to explore different options and they don't know if they want to make a huge investment just yet. I mean, mm-hmm. using your business resource groups is an incredible way to just get some true insights. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We'd like to thank the University of Georgia Supply Chain Advisory Board for sponsoring Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. In addition to ensuring the UGA supply chain curriculum meets employers' needs, the board also connects employers with highly qualified students. Join corporate board members like Johnson & Johnson, Home Depot, and the Chick-fil-A to discover and hire tomorrow's supply chain innovators today. To learn more, go to www.terry.uga.edu, click on alumni, and find the supply chain advisory board there. So kind of staying on the same vein a little bit too, you know, when we're looking at companies that maybe aren't uh, minority owned or don't understand uh, some of the different nuances in, in cultures, and they try to take a stab at multicultural marketing. I mean, how obvious is it, is it to you as a professional inside the organization? You can look at an ad and go, whoa, <laughs> you probably didn't have any insight before you put that message together. And then how, how can they fix that, right? If they were to call you guys up, how can, how can they fix that message? Right. Um, it's a lot of those things that we, we were talking about previously, um, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that you start with those insights, that you incorporate your target audience um, into the entire process. Um, of the evolution of those strategies, of those campaigns, testing those messages, Mm -hmm. um, ensuring that you have the right team in place that reflects the community. But I would say some other missteps, Adam, um, you know, we talked about like some missteps when it comes to multicultural marketing. I think number one, especially in the Hispanic space, is you're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you just I missed the boat entirely. Yeah. Yes. I think it's, yeah. Right, right. it's not incorporated as a focus. And it is mm-hmm. a, it's a market that you're not paying attention to, which, mm. as we talked about earlier, that's a mistake due to all of the population numbers and the growth numbers, et cetera, that we, we talked about. Yeah. Um, and then I would say another misstep, um, similar to what we were talking about earlier, too, is not allocating adequate budget to it. Mm. So, you know, if you're you want to be sure that if you're, you're if you're invest that you invest um, properly and adequately mm-hmm. um, into the efforts that you're making in the Hispanic market um, and that you're ring fencing the budget and that you're you're um, yeah. doing it in a way that that is worthy um, yeah. of the community and that is worthy mm-hmm. of the opportunity. And, mm-hmm. um, right. 
And then I would say kind of an, another misstep that we're seeing is that a lot of times kind of probably driven by budgetary concerns is that a lot of times um, we're, we're, we're not necessarily going deep into the Hispanic market and doing focused, mm. relevant messaging, but we think we can achieve it through kind of a total market approach mm. um, oh. where an entire um, kind of generalized message um, is still reaching the community and that might be effective. But, but we know actually the data shows that whenever you are doing messaging that is targeted, that is relevant, mm that is um, connecting to um, cultural um, traditions and yes. um, values, that mm-hmm. it works. Um, yes. That it's going to help drive that ROI. Right. Um, right. In fact, um, targeted and relevant messaging is 61% more effective um, mm. than a general market ad. And you're going to get three times greater purchase intent from it. Mm. Um, uh. so, yeah, so it's important. That's a so, big difference. It's yeah. like you better be thoughtful and intentional or really not do it at all. You know, it's like you don't do a blanket, you know, marketing campaign because it's a waste of money, time and resources. So you need to either take the time to hire someone internally or mm-hmm. use a firm who specializes in mm-hmm multicultural marketing specific mm-hmm. to the Hispanic market. You have mm-hmm. to be thoughtful and intentional. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and it shows, it shows in the creative, it shows people can tell, people can tell when you're making a genuine effort and Mm -hmm. people are just like you and me. They want to see themselves reflected in um, Mm -hmm. the advertising. They want to see their values, their interests and, you know, their beliefs reflected. And, and you can tell. So whenever a brand communicates, I see you, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's powerful. Yeah, absolutely. It's very powerful because you immediately connect with it. So when we talk about just the Hispanic market and the multicultural market, you know, over the last year, you know, this is, you know, has been really tough. And we keep hearing so many different things about how um, the small businesses, particularly the minority businesses, Mm -hmm. have been affected by COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, what have you seen, you know, on both sides with with your customers, with your, your previous clients? You know, what have you seen in the multicultural space? Yeah. Um, yes, as we all know, so COVID-19 has disproportionately impacted our multicultural communities and yes. you know, our Hispanic community, no difference. So, I mean, it's been impacted in terms of employment, in mm-hmm. terms of those small business numbers, in terms of um, mental health, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, especially, you know, as we know, our Hispanic community um, is a very collective community. It's a very okay. community oriented community that thrives mm-hmm. on social connection. It thrives on togetherness. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And in a time of social distancing, that's tough. Right, right. Um, that's such a great point. I think yeah. sometimes right. people really miss. It's tough. So, so there's all sorts of, um, you know, mental health um, concerns to, to be cognizant of, mm-hmm. um, you know, education. I, you know, I um, recently started to mentor a seventh grader who's part of the, the Latin American Association's uh, youth, youth program. And cool. I just, it is cool. I, but I feel so, so much for her, you know, she's all yeah. day at home. Like she mm-hmm. can't yeah. go to school, you know, she's, she's learning on zoom yeah. and yeah. that's oh, yeah. the same. And, you know, her grades have been impacted. Of um, she can't go out and play soccer. You know, it's just kind of, it's, it's kind of a tough, I mean, it's definitely a tough environment. Um, right. 
And so there's concerns that, you know, all the leaps and bounds that have been made in terms of educational attainment, you know, income growth, et cetera, have been impacted in the Hispanic yeah. community by the COVID-19 pandemic. And mm. I would say, go ahead. I was just saying, no, mm, we're just, a, yeah, yeah, we're just, we're agreeing <laughs> with you and commenting. Yeah. <laughs> we're um, listening and just, man, it's go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it, it's tough. And then, you know, in terms of health, um, and then food insecurity, um, yeah. which we've seen a lot of. So, so there's a lot. There's a lot there's going a lot. on. There's and a lot to take in. There's a lot to take in, and I think this is this is the opportunity for brands to to really make a difference. We talked earlier yeah. about yes. impact. We talked earlier about being purpose driven. Right. We talked earlier about putting impact at the center of brand engagement with Hispanic audiences. So, mm-hmm. so this is the moment <laughs> um, to, to really lean in, in that space. And what and- do you think that looks like? What do you, th- what, yeah. what would be some of your recommendations to some of these brands? You know, how would they lean in and really support mm-hmm. the Hispanic, the U S Hispanic community right now? Yeah. So I think, you know, first of all, approaching marketing from a very human perspective, from a very, Mm -hmm. you know, we understand um, what's going on with humanity, you know, Mm -hmm. any opportunities that we can promote to provide togetherness and -hmm. connection. Mm -hmm. You know, I know we can't be face to face a lot, but how can we do that digitally, virtually? How can we, you know, still create communities where where we're supporting each other and helping all of those issues that we just talked about right. putting strategies and programs in place to support those initiatives. And, mm-hmm. you know, right. I admire Truist so much, you know, I think Truist has done this brilliantly, you know, putting together a lot of initiatives to support, you know, small business owners, mm-hmm. um, support, you know, the economic vitality of the community. And yeah. I, I think that there are, I think there's incredible opportunity to support initiatives that are going to gain, regain some of those losses and mm-hmm. put us back mm-hmm. on to a trajectory, project, trajectory of growth yeah. um, and, you know, uplift and um, upper mobility. Yes. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I, awesome. I, it is. It is. Yeah. I, I like that approach marketing from a human perspective. Mm-hmm. I love that. Right. It's such a simple statement, but it's yeah. when you, when you hear that, you sit and go, Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense all of a sudden, doesn't it? I kind of boiled it all right down there. <laughs> and, and I've seen a lot of brands doing this, you know, and it, it, it helps. You know, um, you know, right now, maybe you can't pay your phone bill. Well, you know, mm-hmm. companies forgiving that for a little while, um, doing some discounts. Um, you know, I know UPS is doing some shipping discounts, you know, things like that, that are, can mm-hmm. really kind of just provide a little help um, throughout this period. Um, so there's ways to definitely support and help as we as we're all going through this together. Sarah, what would you say? I, I mean, I know that marketing, it, it changes. I feel like it just moves. It's one of those fast moving industries from, you know, it went from paper to, you know, ads and now right. everything's so digital. Where do you see the future uh, of marketing? You know, what do, I mean, do you think it's going back to some more traditional means? You know, what are your thoughts? This is an interesting question. Um, and I think about this a lot. Uh, you know, I, me, the world according to Sarah Marsky, I believe it's going to be a hybrid. Um, so I believe, um, obviously we're going to lean in a lot on digital spaces. I mean, that's already been the trend, right? Right. You know, um, especially in the Hispanic space being very, um, 
over-indexing in mobile, you know, heavy digital use, heavy yeah. video content consumption, all yeah. of that. So, so the digital space um, obviously is going to continue to be very important um, mm-hmm. as we go along. But I think that idea of human connection is going to come back in full force. Yeah. I think that we're going to see people wanting to come together. I think we're going to see brands have the opportunity to create experiences where people are together. And this is obviously when it's safe and we're, <laughs> and we're all able yes. to in the same room together again one day. Yes. But, you know, kind of creating those experiences that really help people just live life to the fullest, right? And, right. Mm-hmm. and connect with their fellow human beings. Because I think of anything that this has taught us is how much we appreciate each other. And how right. much connection and togetherness and human contact really means to each one of us. And community. So, and community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I kind of see it going that way. I see it. Um, I see it being still like that hybrid of where we're connecting in the digital space, but we're also connecting in IRL in, <laughs> in real life, in, in like actual human spaces and right. come together. I'm excited about that. I'm definitely looking forward to that because yes, all the extroverts in the world are, I'm sure, just having a hard time, having a hard time. Yes, (laughs) those (laughs) definitely are. So, you know, Sarah does a lot with marketing, but I want it, I would be remiss if we did not bring up some of her uh, more philanthropic uh, exercises as well too. Mm. So I do know that Sarah and I have talked about um, a particular thing she puts on in the fall. It's a um, soccer tournament Um, and I would love for you to tell our audience more about the tournament what does it raise money for and uh, what are the plans for it this fall and how can they get involved oh my gosh Adam I love that you brought that up that's so exciting (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the soccer tournament um, that I founded in collaboration with many other volunteers at many other um, companies across the metro Atlanta area Um, and it's called Copa United and Mm -hmm. Copa United is a corporate charity soccer tournament. And the idea is that when we unite, um, we can create impact and um, and a larger impact. And so Copa United is all about benefiting educational opportunities for Hispanic Mm -hmm. youth, educational and leadership development and mentorship opportunities um, for Hispanic youth and helping them um, grow and achieve their dreams and aspirations in life. So so the, it's a corporate tournament, um, which mm-hmm. means that it's companies play against each other. So it's employees from companies like Truett, from like Coca-Cola, right. like UPS, Kimberly-Clark, et cetera. So we all come together for a day and get on the soccer field. And um, it's friendly competition. It's a lot of fun. And we raise money nice. to benefit local Hispanic youth. Um, That's awesome. That's yeah. wonderful. And um, this year is scheduled for uh, September 11th. Fingers crossed that we're, we're right. going to be able to, <laughs> to host it. Um, we're obviously monitoring everything very closely. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. plan is right now to move forward. We're monitoring the vaccines. We're monitoring, you know, the environment. We want to create a safe environment, of course. But um, right, right. but um, companies absolutely have the opportunity to come on board and participate. We have various ways that you can get engaged. You can become a sponsor. We have presenting sponsorship at 16,000 and there's um, sponsorship levels below. You can become mm-hmm. part of, you can join our Copa United committee. Um, okay, there you go. As a volunteer 
or Very you can nice. come out and volunteer on the day of. Um, and it's a lot of fun. We have music, we have food, and it's just it's soccer, it's education, and it's got a lot of great uh, Latin cultural flavors. So <laughs> that is now. Is there a website somebody can go to if they want more information or get on a, a uh, email subscription list? It's copaunitedatl.com. Copaunitedatl.com. Awesome. Yes. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. So that's, that's our, that's, that's my uh, side hustle, um, <laughs> <laughs> hustle of, of Theramar Group, um, where we're really, and, and that's an example of an experience that's something that like Theramar Group can create um, uh, for a brand to say, hey, how can we, you know, do something uh, in a way that really connects with our community in a way that's impactful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Um, being purposeful and giving back. And also, I mean, that's good for the companies to participate because with their colleagues, I mean, it just becomes a very fun, connecting, community building activity for them. It is. It's great for uh, employee engagement. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, you know, people get into it. It's, it's a good day. <laughs> that's awesome. That's it awesome. Yes. Yeah, we'll have to come out. We'll have to come out and see that one. Hopefully, yes. we'll have a team. And recruit your son. <laughs> They, yeah, yes, most definitely. I have to give him a part-time job at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Sarah, thank you so much for being here. It's been such a pleasure to speak with you and your insights have just been yes. so insightful. I mean, just so insightful. And I think um, it's given us a lot to to think about. So for all of our listeners, mm-hmm. you know, follow Sarah and Sarah Mar on LinkedIn. And Sarah, please tell us the Sarah Mar group. Uh, where can they find you? What's the best place? Um, so our website is www.saramargroup.com. And you can also find me, Sarah Marski, on LinkedIn and Sarah Mar Group on LinkedIn as well. Yep. Yes. Um, and so we'd absolutely love to engage with companies who are interested in reaching out to the Hispanic market um, in a way that drives their business while creating social impact as well. We are here to partner and we are here to serve and we look forward to, to how we can work together. Wonderful, awesome. wonderful. Upward and onward. Thank you, Upward Sarah, and- so much for joining us again. Thank thank you you guys for having me. This has been fun. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.